Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. How'd you time me sipping that water with you doing that and going simply on a dot the bowl like I did <laughs> done it. You would have probably ended my life. <laughs> I would have spit water and I would have exploded. All right, take two. Let's try again. No. Oh. Why would you want to do that? Huh? It's mean. No, I don't I don't want to do that. It's Valentine's Day weekend. It's our dating anniversary tomorrow. Who the fuck celebrates dating anniversaries? Are we those people? Yeah, we're those people. It's another, well, Basically, it's just that and Valentine's Day together. Yes, because there's a big gap in between when we first started dating and when we got married. So Yeah, another, why is there such a big gap? Because hmm. I was broke. Mm. And I wasn't sure. <laughs> okay, I guess we're going to have that kind of an episode today. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Uh, I should have said no. It's February 16th, 2020. If you're new here, every single week, my wife and I uh, <laughs> debate as to why we're still together. <laughs> and in the middle of that, we talk about movies that we've watched. I hate you so much. I hate you too. And today's episode is a big one. We have three movies to discuss. Plus uh, movies that we watched outside of the show. We only watched one. Oh, you have a movie to talk about that you watched. You're a big old nerd woman thing. Oh yeah, I guess I could talk about that. I wasn't really going to because it never. It, it's not a theater. I talk about release. like I talk about the Irishman and stuff. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. We should watch I, Marriage Story tonight. <laughs> nah, nah. Can I just watch Marriage Story? We should watch Marriage Story separately and then like take notes and bring it back to one another. I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much of our life is reflected in this movie about people getting divorced. Maybe we should take a note out of their book. Do you have a retainer in right now? What's going on? It's just how I talk sometimes <laughs> when I get really nervous, because I really think you want to have a divorce. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like you keep... <laughs> no, this is my creative outlet. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to... That's why we're together, because I'm your creative outlet? Oh, I meant it to be purposely ambiguous. <laughs> So uh, I watched P.S. I watched to all the boys I've loved before. P.S. I still love you. Mm-hmm. That's or, a mouthful. That's a, that's a it, shitty no, title. No, I think that one. the name of the ta- the movie, the actual name is to all the boys. P.S. I still love you. They shortened it. It still sucks, but go on. Whatever. I watched it. Sequel to to all the boys I loved before. Uh, sure, that was a show. It's also a no, movie. It's a movie. Man, yeah, based off of confusing. books. Based off of a trilogy of books. It's going to be a trilogy of movies. Oh, it's going to be another movie. Oh, great. What's up? To all the boys I've loved, P.S. to Thanks for Everything, no, Julie oh. Newmar, no, and always. the fantabulous emancipation of... Uh, the proclamation. The proclamation of... 
I drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> um, it's called Always and Forever, I believe. Some variation of that. Man, this everything about this just reeks. But go well, on. it's a beautiful love story, and I between two people. Between two people from different social castes. Uh-huh. No, they're the from only s- reason I brought it up was the shit all over you. You're so <laughs> mean to me. But it's like the biggest thing right now, so continue. Yeah, so I don't know why you're so mean to me about it, man. It's like, whatever. I'm the 13-year-old girl at some point. I've been a 13-year-old girl. It was 20 years ago. God, don't remind me. <laughs> God damn At least it. it was this millennium, but... Oh, my God. Was it good? Did you enjoy it? I liked it. It was cute. <laughs> That's it. I'm not talking about it with you because you're so mean. I'm never going to What's it about? I have no idea what it's about. Can you just tell me quickly what it's about? So it's the continuation Quickly, I said. Quickly. First, you have to said fucking up. From the first movie. <laughs> but you have to know. So the first movie, this girl... Is this got, like the dead person one? Like the guy's like dead or something? What am I thinking of? Is that what? you or... There's like a no, lot of... he's like sh- a stalker that... This I, one's a stalker? And that, that you is, the, is a TV show. That's not a movie. That's a TV show. I think that's what I'm getting confused this with. Sure. They're very different. This movie's about this, like... No, it's not. She's writes these love letters when she gets overcome with emotion. Meanwhile, she's only 16, but at that age, you get always overcome with Oh, and she kills herself, right? No, she writes these five love letters, and they get sent out by accident. And one of them is sent out to her sister's ex-boyfriend, who's their neighbor, who she's, like, was her best friend, and she was in love with him. And she doesn't want the sister or him to find out, and so then she starts fake dating the jock, and uh, they end up falling in real love. This is a real love. No one knows what that is. Huh? Yes. What's the one I'm talking about where she kills herself? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, 13 Reasons Why? Oh, to date my teenage daughter or something? <laughs> it's like portmanteauing. Listen to uh, last week's no, episode don't. of Podswoggle, Portmanteau to Toe, on uh, Podswoggle, on Sister Podcast, our brother podcast on the Archeonado Network of Shows. Well, cool, that sounds fun. <laughs> I love you so much. Really, really regretting my life choices. Please don't ever touch me. <laughs> We've had a fun weekend. Um, <laughs> Have we? <laughs> Yeah, because I got to disappear into Netflix and not talk to you for most of What was I doing? I don't give a fuck what you were doing. No, I watched it when you um, recorded on uh, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, and I've been, playing my, I've been playing games and stuff. We also... Whatever uh, it takes to keep you away from we me. We had a nice day at Disney Springs yesterday. Yep. We exchanged gifts. We'll have a, a live report of a play here in a couple weeks we're going to go do. You're welcome. Um, cause that was my gift to you for Valentine's Day and our anniversary. Uh, we also took time two nights ago to watch the 2020 winner for Best Picture, Parasite, and dine to watch. Um, I don't think I've ever had a movie built up so much to me prior to watching it in terms of not hearing a single detractor. Like, usually, there's at least one person that's like, it was okay. You know what I mean? hmm Not a single soul I knew or whose opinion I value, both personally and also just in entertainment, didn't tell me it was going to be incredible. So we watched it, had high hopes and expectations going into it, and met them, at least for me. I thought 
immediately it was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, once we got the subtitles to work, it was great. <laughs> it took us 15 minutes to figure out how to put the correct subtitles like, on this These movie. are the hurdles we had to overcome to watch Parasite. It was so, terrible. You know, uh, so we have a Roku. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Off of Plex, our friend, shout out to Andres, who doesn't even who barely knows us. Our friend Augie's friend. Who uh, like has? Yeah, yeah. Who, that that's that's uses, not like that's not conspiracy. He's like the neighbor you got a legal cable from. Yeah, that's um, it. Who has you know all like first run movies you know on the system? So he had Parasite, and I start playing it, and it's just in Korean, which I knew that. And we were like, "Are oh, the subtitles coming later? Like, are we not supposed to?" Know what's being said? Mm-hmm. It just wasn't working. Yeah. Kept not working. So I had to go through like my Roku settings to get closed captioning set up. Uh, through the plex the right way, finally got it to work, watched it. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, I didn't sleep well because I just kept thinking about it. Like, it just... Like you thought... Spoiler alert! Holy shit! <laughs> Samantha? Y'all should have watched. <laughs> Samantha! Beep it. <laughs> Yeah, I just I I just wanted to watch it again immediately and think about it and and experience it. I thoroughly loved it. I think it's going to wind up being one of my favorite movies just from watching it the very first time. It was game-changing for me. So, and you're just sitting there reading your phone, so obviously it wasn't the same for you. No, I really I I liked it a lot. <clears throat> you're going to need to really calm down with some of these opinions, let me tell you. It's hard for me to, to say my opinion after you do, because you say all of the things. If you were to say them first, it would be... All right, so fine. So for no. Star, so when we get into Star Trek right now... Yeah, but it's completely different, you, because you and I have completely different views of these movies. No, we don't. Of okay. these three movies? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess we're about to find out. We're going to find Anything out. Anything else you want to discuss? No, I, Parasite was a really great movie. I haven't seen all of the things that were nominated. I was going to say, I haven't seen all of the Parasite movies. I haven't seen all the like, Parasite what? movies. Um, no, it was different than what I thought it was going to be. But I thought, I, I, I think it was really well done. It was so sad. And so, I just, it did such a great job. It speaks to a lot of different things. Um, I haven't seen all the other movies that were nominated for Oscars. But I feel like they made the right decision in this, for mm-hmm. sure, because it was so good. And uh, for those of you who keep track on the show, my mother saw this in theaters twice, um, which you know means it's a good movie, because um, my mom does not see movies multiple times in theaters. And my mom loves movies that she has to read, so that's cool. I wish I just understood. I just wish that I had... A chip in my head. I understand all. I know because you never pay attention to movies when we're here at home. You're always just like on your phone or your iPad the whole time. So this had to drive you crazy. No, I do pay attention. Sometimes. I do. I've watched all three of these Star Trek movies. You watched the third one because you hadn't seen it before because you knew what the other two were doing. Well, no, I watched all of them. Okay. Well, let's figure that out. I'm glad that I have a quiz prepared. Oh, good. Um, No, I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, So we are doing the disappointing the. Star Trek film series, the, the the new trilogy, the new trilogy, uh, with Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, good. Let me read the back of this box now. So after <laughs> you just said the name, you know how to say those names. So uh, Samantha will be reading the first and third movie boxes. I'll be reading the second one. Why is that important? We are on the road to episode three hundred, 
Every 50 episodes, we read the back of the box. Whoever does the worst job at it has to watch a film series of the, the winner's choice. Samantha has a big, big gap to overcome What here. episode is this? Uh, 280-something? Hmm. Something like that. I have my phone's in my pocket, so I'm not sure. So, uh... No, this is... Uh, 280 was Ex Machina, so... Yeah, so this is 281. 281. So go ahead and read the box to just Star Trek. <laughs> Fair warning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice to you. Flip the back over now, it's like sideways. Oh, man, okay. And really small. You know I have a hard yeah, time so, seeing. So, yeah, so oh, I, great. So fair warning. Thank You're you, welcome. thank you. It's not fair. <laughs> I know I'm going to fuck this up. Fun, smart, sexy, sleek, and action-packed, says Jeff Boker, LA Times. I don't know how to say that name. How would you say that? Boucher. You don't know if he's French. That's how you say that name. Well, <laughs> That's one. <laughs> fuck it. Star Trek is a burst of pure filmmaking exhilaration, says Peter Travers Rolling Stone. PT. That's the that fridge. The fridge? That's, oh, our, that's our fridge taking a piss. <laughs> making water or ice. <laughs> it's not just a great Star Trek movie. It's a great movie, period. They did not credit that to anyone. They just have it on the J.J. J. Abrams just they whacking just off. They just said that. Yep. Um, the future begins in J.J. Abrams' smash hit Star Trek when the Romulan Nero comes from the future to take revenge on the Federation. Rivals Kirk and Spock must work together to stop him from destroying everything they know. It doesn't help if you're laughing. It's not a fuck up. You said Nero. It's Nero. I did? <laughs> oh, <said> no. <laughs> On a thrilling journey filled with incredible action, the new recruits of the USS Enterprise will voyage through unimaginable danger in the critically acclaimed blockbuster movie. You nailed the hard parts. <laughs> oh, there, there. wait, there's a star. Hang on. Oh. Scott Mance, Access Hollywood. All right, go on, read this. Oh, so we're going to read them all yeah, together? Yeah, let's read them all okay. together. All right, so that's two for you. It's fucking ridiculous, man. So Who has fucking French names on these stupid-ass fucking Star Trek Into Darkness. Things. Are these the same? Yes, they're the same. Yeah, okay. Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, so you're going to read the larger font one? That's fair. I think they're basically the same. Mm. That fridge is really wet. Said nobody ever. Uh, spectacular, no, that... exhilarating fun. It is. Oh. Said Claudia Puig, USA Today. Puig, I know. There's a baseball player named Lucille Puig. J.J. Abrams' Star Trek Into Darkness is the best-reviewed blockbuster of the year. When a ruthless mastermind known as Khan, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> <laughs> I said it like evil, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, declares a one-man war on the Federation, Captain Kirk, Zachary, oh, fuck. <laughs> Go. Captain Kirk, Chris Pine, Spock, Zachary Quinto, and the daring crew of the USS Enterprise will embark on the greatest manhunt in history. It will take all of their skills and teamwork to defend Earth and eliminate Khan's threat in this, quote, sleek, thrilling epic. They both... All these movies are sleek. Uh, That's Owen Gleiberman, Entertainment Weekly. So one. So I'm up six before... The final box, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, what are you cross-referencing? No, I was just making sure there wasn't anything on the front. No, there wasn't. And there wasn't on the front of the other one. That's why I checked. Mm-hmm. Being fair. You're a cheater. 
the best action movie of the year says Scott Mance, Access Hollywood. Oh, there you go. Okay, can you move that water to my Sure. A fun and thrilling adventure. Again, they did not uh, attribute that to anybody. Nope. They did yeah, not... yeah, you can't. You literally oh, can't read. I can't there's an asterisk see. right there. Where's the asterisk? I'll find it. That's not because I I have eyesight problems. Um, it's very tiny. Yeah, this is a horribly played together box. I'll just yeah. I'll just leave you. I'll just okay. Yeah. Let, let me off the hook. Yeah, there. you're good. Okay. From director Justin Lin and producer J.J. Abrams comes one of the best-reviewed action movies of the year. I feel like I just read this. <laughs> Dispatched on a rescue mission to the farthest reaches of space, the USS Enterprise is ambushed by Krall, a ruthless enemy sworn against the Federation. I feel like there's a theme here with all these uh, evil people. Crash landing on an uncharted hostile world, Captain Kirk, Spock, and the crew are separated with no means of escape. Only Jayla, a rebellious alien warrior, can help them reunite and find a way off the planet in a race against time to stop Krall's deadly army from triggering all-out galactic war. That was close to the end there. Kind of ran together all up galactic war. It's I really hyphenated. Want, I really want to know who's reviewed. But it's this hyphenated, is. so you're supposed to run it together when it's hyphenated. I really want to know whose review this is. This is going. To, oh, Eric Eisenberg from Cinema Blend. You would have gotten that. Yeah, I, I would. Berg, of course you would have. Um. <laughs> so. You're an asshole. So first one came out in two thousand and nine. Mm -hmm. Two thousand eight. We oh, were together. We were working, and we were both working at the movie theater at the time. I remember... 2008. I remember... Um, no, because you were there at 9 as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember because I think it was the first or second movie that came out that summer. And for whatever reason, Regal did a big-ass promotion for it. We worked at Regal. Um, and Surprise! So, so we got... Um, they sent us, like, Star Trek shirts to wear. Like, we got to wear... I remember they had everybody in red shirts, but all the supervisors got, like, yellow, yellow shirts, shirts. Or blue shirts. Um, and our, like, district manager was there, who I hated. I don't remember the fucking name was. But, like, they wanted us... There was some promotion going on. So before each screening, somebody needed to go up in front of, the, like, the theater and, like, make an announcement. And, of course... Who got told to do that was me, the guy that teaches improv and the does loudest comedy. Fucking and who asshole. can talk loud and get everyone's attention. But I'm in Gainesville, Florida, so it's a smart-ass, sarcastic college crowd, and it just was the fucking worst. Um, but because of that, I kept being around the movie. Neither one of us are Star Trek people at all. Well, I was after this. Never watched a second of a Star Trek show before. I did. I Original, watched Next Generation, any of the movies. I, I generally know the characters, I was a the famous lines. I was a big Star Trek fan. Now, don't lump me and you in the same category, though. Oh, go ahead. Because I would watch Deep Space Nine. Please nerd out some more. Yeah, I think it's ugh, been established on the show that I'm a big nerd. I watched Deep Space Nine. I would watch Next Generation. Mm -hmm. I would watch the Star Treks. I never was... A, I never really got a lot of exposure to the original, but all, like, the spinoffs I did. I'm not, like, a Trekkie by any means, no. but I saw it and I appreciated what they did. Um, and this one came out in 2009, not uh, yeah, I 2008. Remember, yeah. I think I was just on my way out of the theater. We both would be out of the theater that fall. It was when we both... Mm, I'm, yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure... I don't... It was right before Sasha Swan got there. I don't give a fuck about saying her name. 
Yeah, this was in May this came out. Hope she's dead. Oh my uh, god, god forbid. Of course <laughs> you can't say stuff like that. Why? That's fine. Um, yeah, we were we were gone a few months later. Uh, so, but because of like, you know, we would do theater walks and stuff. I was like, hmm, this kind of seems dope. It got great reviews. So I think I watched it at some point that opening weekend. I was like, yo, this is great. This is really fucking good. I fucking love these reboots. So I I I really really love the first one. I love them. I the just... other two I have problems with, but I still like them because they the the other two mostly the second one. The third one I think is still very good. I like the third one more than I like the second one. I like just, the yeah. Just, just jumping in the second one I think is the weakest of the three. Yes, I I think that that's fair. But these get by on the charisma and the chemistry of the, the crew of the, the Enterprise. Yeah, the, the, the ensemble, people. yeah. They are a fantastic group fantastic together. Fantastic group together, they really all, good. They all shine in different ways, mm-hmm. um, and they make it very enjoyable like to watch. those solar flares, too, in the first, first two My movies. first note, <laughs> the lens flare is immediately no joke. No joke. In the very first sequence with Hemsworth and the original uh, Enterprise, there I, I should have counted. I really should have counted. Because it is alarming. Even If you know nothing about film, if you know nothing, you see it and you're like, that's a little, I don't know, that's supposed to happen? <laughs> like, is that something you should take out and post? It doesn't add to anything. Yeah, I like J.J. Abrams. I love J.J. Abrams. As a storyteller. I think, I think... He's a very problematic storyteller in that he has very similar formulas in whatever he does. It's either the rehash of what already has been done, Mm -hmm. the kind of poppy, make it for everybody sort of reimagining, which I think is the best thing of his I like, which is this, or it's the I gotta surprise you, don't fucking let anything out. You know, which also ultimately hurts the second one because you just say the Benedict Cumberbatch is con, and then you're fine, and it adds nothing. It means nothing. It's not like he's doing a Ricardo Montalban impression. Um, it's the same problem I have with Super Eight or Cloverfield or whatever. Uh, so I think he has like a few pitches, which is great. It's good for it's good for somebody to have pitches, but I think that it's very easy to figure his pitches out if you're at the bat. Is my problem. Uh, but this first one, I don't have problems with. I love this one. Besides the lens flare. Okay. <laughs> the lens I, flare. I, I said that because that's the thing that people make fun of the most. But yeah. But I mean, like, I know you said, oh, that, and even in the opening, like, that opening, though, I mean, oh. it was beautifully done. It was super emotional. Emotional. From the get-go. Looks great. Looks beautiful. Hemsworth is a superstar. Like. Yeah. That, like. You forget that's Chris Hemsworth. Right, exactly. And I'm so glad that the fourth movie in this series is not happening, which I want to get to later, more right. so than when we talk about the third movie, um, because it relates back to Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, like that opened... Uh, he had I already mean, done Cabin in the Woods, but Cabin in the Woods hadn't come out. Yeah, it was like was he was about right to about out, to blow up. But, really. Thor, but he, he got Thor after this. Yeah, I mean, it was really great. I mean, but this is like how you fucking reboot a saga. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, is, is how you do me. it. Immediately get people and hook people in, and you start with arguably the most confusing thing that happens in... Any of these sci-fi 
shows or movies, which is the time travel aspect of it. Um, it and I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Well, I, I think even all the way back to our very first Looper. Married with Movies, when we talked mm-hmm. about Looper, the, the problems with time travel and space-time continuum and all that kind of stuff. And I think that this movie does overall a really good job of not making it difficult to understand. It, it's it's pretty Better, simple. It's very simple and straightforward, and you have the which is also kind of rooted in not reality, but it is. But it's it is. Root, it, yeah, it's, like a black hole is right. a thing, and that's what a black hole basically does. Right, and that that's why now you have two spots. Like, spoiler. Oh wait, we're talking about this movie. Yeah, these oh, are fine. Oh, I'm allowed to talk. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Um, so I think that they did such a great job. Um, with it from. Like you said, like this cast is amazing. I think that that really is the heart and soul, and I think that's why I I really enjoy all three of these movies. I think that's why they all three do so well because it's the through line. That through line is that this crew is the heart of this. It gets a little lost for me. We'll we'll just focus on one movie at a time. Yeah. The first one for me is unassailable. The first I mean, one, the, the, I mean, there's parts yeah. that I don't like. Like immediately as soon as the opening's done, I can do without Kid Kirk. Yeah, you know, I see why they did it. I love the Beastie Boys. I have a Beastie Boys book right here on my end table, right here. That I, but I, you didn't need sabotage to be in this. I, I chuckled inside when it pops up in the third one again. Uh, what was the? There's a the, uh, what's good in the choice. second one? I don't know. They didn't have anything. There, yeah. There's a Beastie Boys song in the second. I one. don't know. Positive. It might have been Body Moving. I think is what it was. Uh, I'm not the one with the Beastie Boys book on my well, I'm just night, trying to remember the second table. one. Because I'm, I'm blocking the second one out more than anything oh. else. But in the third one, you get Fight the Power with Jayla. And it's like, okay, interesting. You're like, no continuity there. And then it's saved. But they just did the same song. And it's, you know, Kirk has a moment with it. But, like, that is kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. I guess it's showing, oh, he's rebellious. I just don't like that kid actor. Um, yeah, yeah, that kid actor was kind of shitty. Can we put lips. him as the LVP? No, I have a, I have two oh. other LVP candidates. One, I have definitive LVPs really? to all three of these movies, and it's going to be a reoccurring theme really? in these movies. Absolutely. I think there is no... You can make cases in all three movies for somebody else, but they're minor cases. These three, I am huh. fighting you Okay, on. all right. MVP is much more wide open, even though I think MVP is pretty clear for most of these movies. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, and then once you get in there and you get into, like, learning all these people, it doesn't feel forced, really. It feels really organic. So. The meeting and then learning the quirks of everyone, yeah, I really like. This movie falls into kind of what, like, the again, not to get into formula, but the formula that a lot of these, like, sci-fi, action, even group superhero movies kind of follow. Like, sure. the Guardians... Uh, but a little bit delayed. So the first one is getting them all together and, like, hammering out their differences and doing whatever. Usually the second one is a let's split them all up movie, but that, they saved that for the third one. <laughs> the third one is the traditional, oh, well, we've had everybody do our thing. Let's see what just Bones and Spock are like together. And let's have Scotty meet somebody. And, you know, like, the same thing with the, my problem with Guardians 2 is, is, like, well, nobody's together having fun, like, doing the usual shit. The second one is just not fun. Which, again, we'll get to. But, um, like, you get to see everybody, like, as a group and how they work. And I've always liked the minutiae of what people do in their 
jobs and in their roles in movies. Like my favorite Mad Men episodes are the Mad Men episodes around the office. Like mm-hmm. just figuring out accounts and doing the work. That's kind of like the first Star Trek is it's everyone learning their role. Yeah, but getting... why are there so many fucking incompetent people on the Enterprise to begin with? You want red shirts? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like, like Uhura taking over, like, for like the linguistics. You know who stuff. that linguistic guy was, by the way. As soon as I saw him, I, I, I love doing this in movies. Yeah. You know who that was? Uh, yeah. Uh, the big the guy from um, Legally Blonde. The big tall dopey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Farrell, I like to call him. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you know, he's not the LV. He's one of the people that you could make a case for for LV. But fucking Olsen almost ruining everything. I know, man, Olsen. What are you doing, Fuck Olsen? You, Olsen? Like, fucking so many... get back to Irish Starfleet, you asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just think there were a lot of inco- You have to have those, I guess, to put the people in place. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Um, also, but I think the, that was one error of the uh, Federation. That's also the Enterprise. That's like the main ship. That's the Who big the fuck's ship. on the Farragut? They just got gerbils. <laughs> gerbils and mouth breathers over there just like doing nothing. <laughs> so many. Um, but I just I just love, and I love the lines. It Like just some of the lines and quotes in this movie and lines in it's, this movie. Like it's such a memorable movie. I just love the buildup and the creation of it i'm gonna geek out so much you already are Jeez, i've never seen you so excited to <laughs> i really it. really love these movies i don't think that it's one of the best looking movies it's so uh, this is the best it's look- so sleek man it looks so sleek fucking hey they got us <laughs> they got us it is very sleek uh no it is like i think this looks so much better than the other two movies i don't know why it just it's looks older. so clean it looks there's that there's a couple shots there's uh at one point when the enterprise gets like breached or whatever and it like everything kind of stops and you just see like the body's like like floating in space or like exiting the ship and it's just like yo that is looks incredible like it looks amazing when that happens Mm -hmm. it just looks it all looks really fucking real the other two not that they look bad by any stretch of the imagination but they feel more... They're darker. They're darker and they feel more produced. Uh, yeah, I, okay, I can see it's that. It's like, oh man, we the first one made a lot of money. How are we going to up it? We'll throw some more fucking money out. But sure. there's not a lot of TLC to help. Yeah, but I, I mean, I just really love it. I, I love just the whole juxtaposition of Kirk and Spock and their growth throughout the entire movie. I just think that... That first... Spock and Kirk scene where uh, he cheats on the on the where Kirk yeah Kirk's pads. like on um on uh, trial essentially for Cheating. what he did and Spock you know he has to speak to Spock directly and they're going back and forth it's just those two just bouncing off one another that scene is just I mean, nails it's just, oh my god it's amazing where it's just so good they're just like going to war with their words and it's so and I think great. that that also shows how smart this whole series is all of the you know, from from the original creation to now, like like they don't shy away from that. You know, mostly when it's a sci fi action movie, it's heavy on the action. Mm-hmm. But this really delves into like, like you no, know, they're smarter than that, and it comes into play. Like their wits and the, and their intelligence comes into play in the other movies with the decisions that they make and why they yeah. make those decisions, and it throws those curveballs at you. Um, but I think it's just it's just so good. The scene, um, uh, it's it's very funny. I think it's the funniest of the three. It's really funny. It's really funny. Um, I think the third one has a lot of humor. The third one in has, it. 
the third one has a lot of humor too because it was written by Simon Pegg. Which yes, yeah, the we'll third the third one definitely is is yeah. close, but still England is the funniest. Yeah, I think it's just the best. It's just so um, good. It's also the most emotional. Like the end of Vulcan, like that whole stretch, yeah. you know, is it, it hits really really hard, and you're still dealing with these characters like they're younger, so they're more emotional. When there's emotional moments that happen in the other two movies, like when Pike dies in Into Darkness. Or when like the ship kind of goes down and beyond. Sure, there it's like sad. It's emotional. They don't but hit the same. It, way. it doesn't hit the same way, and it, yeah. it should because we spent more time with these characters, and it doesn't. I'm more emotional about like Vulcan and and like like that stuff in in the first one. Um, what do you not like about this movie? Mm-mm. Yeah, next, nothing. Next question. So I've, I've, I've so I have a couple performances we're gonna get to. Um, yo, those kid Vulcans are fuck boys. <laughs> Fuck boys. I capital F, capital B. No, I have fuck boys in capital Wait, letters. Let me see. No, because I don't want you oh. to see too many notes. But um, yeah, there's just there's little scenes like that, like when the kid Vulcans are making fun of kid Spock. I, mm-hmm. A lot of the kid stuff, like I said, like I don't like kid Kirk. Um, so we'll start with LVP because I'll get into my biggest complaint about the movie. Okay. And my biggest complaint about all three of these movies. I think all three of these movies have severe villain problems. Okay. And I don't know how to rectify... I, I think I know how to rectify most of them. I think it is an honest-to-goodness combination of poor writing, mm-hmm. too charismatic and too stellar of performances on the... And on the protagonist side. So, so yeah, like... The, that an antagonist have, could match up to or it. Or you... They could. You just didn't pick the right person. I guess. Who can. My LVP for this movie is Eric Bana. I thought Eric Bana didn't do a terrible job. Somebody from Ohio is calling me. I have no idea why. Decline. Um... I think Eric Bana does a poor job in this movie. All he does Comparatively, is, yes. Who else would you name LVP this week? No, uh, that's why I'm saying that. That's yeah. probably the right answer. He has he didn't make so many. Look, man, even Tyler Perry did a great job in this movie, man. Yeah. I think this was the first time I saw Tyler Perry not as Medea. You just thought Tyler Perry looked like Medea. I thought Tyler Perry was Medea. He is Medea. What? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, the core group, the protagonist... I think that you're right. I think that's a really good way to say it. That they're so strong and charismatic. Somebody pitting somebody against them is really difficult because you don't elicit the same emotions. I because still a think good. I still think he's bad. Oh yeah, I think he's. I think sure. So he's just kind of sitting there brooding, and then when he is like divulging exposition with Pike, there's that. Here's the one moment that really gets it for me. Besides him just like yelling and Spock and doing all those things. When uh, when he first attacks the Enterprise with, like, the new crew, and, and he's talking to Pike, and, like, Pike's introduced himself to him, and he goes, Hi, Spock, I'm Nero. <laughs> it takes me out of the movie so much, because he says it like he's honestly introducing himself, and it's he so that weird and bad. It's just, he's not okay. good. And I like Eric Bana, for the most part. <laughs> I think he's great in Munich. I think that's probably about it. <laughs> He's fine in funny people, um, but in this, sure. miscasted. 
Okay. Again, don't think the character's great, but doesn't bring anything to it that, like, for me, if that villain was actually ominous or foreboding or threatening at all, mm -hmm. this movie jumps up in score for me. Sure. But because of him, it really drags it down. Okay. And that's going to happen two more times. <laughs> I can see that, and I think that the, a great way to attribute that is because of how strong the cast is. You need somebody... But why can't you just get one more part like that? Multiple people. The second one has multiple people, and they're both bad. <laughs> and, we're, and again, we're going to get there in, in a few moments, but I think... I, I, again, I don't know Star Trek that well, but if you think of big tentpole franchises like this... Star Trek is the only one to me, and I could be totally misspeaking here, doesn't have, like, villains. They have, like, races of people. Like, the Kleons are always referenced, and Khan in the original series. But I could name you five Star Wars villains. I don't want to get into Star Trek versus Star Wars. That, whether it be from just sheer physical presence... You look at them, and you feel a certain way. I'm not looking at any of these villains and feeling anything but, like... Man, fuck, shoot him. Yeah. Like, like it, it underwhelms me on the villain level that they're mostly hammy. And that's, that's Star Trek. That, that's, that's Shatner being Shatner mm -hmm. and it being a TV show and the effects not being great. And, you know, it's kind of hammy. But if we're putting this budget behind it and we got all these good fucking actors, like, doing it, we'll, like, put a little bit into it and it'll be a little bit better. So th that's that's my biggest gripe with all three of them, and we'll get into it more in just a few moments. But in this one, it's not the most egregious, but he yeah. stands out because everybody here, everybody else. So I, good. Besides Olsen and these Vulcan fuckboys, <laughs> I wouldn't have anybody else because I think everyone else does a great job. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that that's overall um, the consensus. Um, but it's also different because you're taking something... Like Star Wars was never a TV show, right? To compare, sure. right? It it's was always it was always made to be this s trilogy or three trilogies right. or whatever, um, with a distinct villain that carried over or a couple distinct villains that carried over, yeah. right? So it's a completely different thing when you're taking a television episodic television show where you can't really have the same villain coming over because that's not really how it was done when this came on you have maybe recurring but it's not right. like like Buffy for example where you have a villain who spans a whole season right sure. so so it, it's it's a very different dynamic uh, of writing a very different dynamic of plot and building the show um, so I think that they did a good job of transitioning that from like the TV into the movies I don't I ha like I said I didn't watch any of the original movies you know yeah. there was what like nine nine or twelve of them um, I didn't watch any of those, so I can't say how that transition went, but I, I see why they chose this. I think this is a really compelling villain, um, and it introduced the basic fact that's going to carry over in all of these, which is like the time traveling and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I think he definitely is the weakest yeah. part of this movie. Um, yes? I was, I was oh, I thought you held your finger up like... I was... Oh. I was going to interject because I thought you were coming up. I did come to a conclusion. I was done. Did you have something to add? No, I was going to move on. Okay, move on. MVP. Ah, MVP. 
Look, I don't know. I I love this movie so much. Um, I, I think, think it's I think it's very easy in the first one. Uh yeah, but I think that you have to just talk about this cast. I mean, it's, yeah, they're they're all very they're good. all very good, and like you said, like all the pieces just work together super well. But I don't think that this movie would be this movie without Chris Pine. Chris Pine's the MVP. Like it won't be because he does an amazing job as Kirk, making it his own, but bringing that charisma he's one of the most charismatic fucking people ever oh my god in this movie just going in and like first time i saw this i had no idea who he was i'm sure he did other things yes i know who chris pine is he was in wasn't he in um a bunch of stuff those are all chris evans movies no they're not um but like just the first scene of him (laughs) the first scene of him in the bar was always held on and it's like who the fuck is this guy? But I'm going to give him my number. And I love, I love, oh. like, so... Punch him in the face Quinto, and give him my number. Quinto, Quinto, you can wrestle really loud. <laughs> I love that for the reason. Uh, like, Quinto, <laughs> Quinto is doing Nimoy. You know? Yes. Like... He is. Pine was like, I ain't doing Shatner. You can't. You, you can't do Shatner. I'm just going to make him his own thing. And he makes him his own thing. Amazing. Through and through. Super charismatic, super inviting. You want to punch him and kiss him at the same time. I don't... So, we have two more movies to discuss, and we may be talking about him again. Um, but, like, I don't see why... He's a... He's yeah, a, this he, was the first big thing he was yeah, in. Yeah, he's a star. Like, he's in Wonder Woman. Now. He's been a lot of things. I, I don't see why he's not, like, the biggest star on the planet. He's super charismatic. This is something uh, Bill, uh, Quentin Tarantino was talking about on, on Bill Simmons' movie podcast, Rewatchables. They did Unstoppable with um, him and Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And Tarantino was saying, he's like, I think he's my favorite of, like, those actors. And nobody's, like, using him. Like, you watch, like, these things and it's just like, this guy's incredible. Like, who is not just making, like, putting him in their, their, like, their Oscar bait movies and who's not, like, blowing him up? He's a good, he's a big star. The only time I remember really seeing him is crying during that Selma song at the Oscars. <laughs> Well, he was in, so Star Trek was the first big thing he yeah. was in. He did a lot of, like, uh, TV shows. Sure. He was in a lot of TV shows. But he's he, done Unstoppable. He's done Wonder Woman. I think he was in Hell or High Water. He was the main guy in Hell or High Water. That's he was the, in uh, Celeste and Jesse Forever. He's done okay. voice acting. He was uh, the voice of Jack Frost in Rise of the Guardians. In Celeste and Jesse Forever, um, he was... I mean, we watched a movie like five years ago. So. Yeah, he was Rory Shenandoah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, he also was in um, Horrible Bosses 2, Into the Woods. Um, oh, so he's just not good at decisions. That's what it is. <laughs> but Hell or High Water, he did Star Trek, uh, Wonder Woman, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, he's just not good at decisions is the problem. The, he was the voice of one of the Spider-Men. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, who oh, was yeah, Peter Parker, yeah, yeah, yeah. the main guy. But yeah, um, so, so... He's wh- been on, like, Robot Chicken, American Dad. Great. But what I'm saying is, like, he should be our Brad Pitt. Almost. Yeah, like, he's so great. Like, we're, like time is slipping on him, because he's probably in his, like, early 40s now? Mid-40s, if that? He is... Alexa. 1980, he was born. Never mind. So he'll be 40 this year. Yeah. Or he's already 40. Um, no, August 26th, so he'll be 40 he this be year. Uh, so yeah, so but Chris Pine is fantastic. Zoe Saldana, very good. Zachary Quinto, an amazing job. So good. Carl Urban, oh! over, over the top is fuck. 
But we but love the, some Carl Urban on this podcast. But over the top is fuck, but perfect, right? Like perfect, because that's the character. Simon Pegg, oh, always going to be love, great. Always. Anton Yelchin, rest in peace. Oh my God, so rest great. in peace. John Cho. Like John all, Cho, man. Who knew he John could do John Cho is 87 years old. Who knew? Um, Who knew? Bruce Greenwood. Uh, we're gonna get the Bruce Greenwood on the next one. Not for, I have a specific line. I guess I can I say know. it now. Well, in Bruce this- Greenwood will never win MVP on this show, and that's a shame. But that's his job. Right, that's his job. He's never gonna be the most valuable. Person. Bruce Greenwood's the guy you get. It was like we need a really good character actor to just have like six dope ass scenes in this movie. Right, and there's someone get Bruce Bruce Greenwood on the phone. Yeah, I mean like the lines that he had in this movie. Like one of my favorite lines, like like you feel like you were meant for something better, something special. Like, said about his dad, and then he's like, I dare you to do better. It's yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, it's a shame he'll never be, like, a superstar. I know. But if you love movies and you see Bruce Greenwood, Greenwood something, you're like, oh, sweet, okay, let's go, Bruce. You know this is going to be a solid-ass movie. Exactly. Solid-ass Yeah, and he's, he's always going to give his all. But yeah, everyone's really good. Everyone's so good. Like, this is definitely going to be... Deep Roy as, uh... <laughs> my best little what was friend. His name? What was his name? Uh, what's his name? Queenan or something? Keener. Keener? Catherine Keener? Keener. <laughs> it's Catherine Keener? What's wrong? Don't know who this is. They called you again? Left oh, it was Auntie Will. Oh, for what? She called by mistake. Oh, okay. Cool. Should probably save that number in my phone. <laughs> Great. Add to contact. Um, Auntie Will. So, yeah. This first movie, so damn good. Let's Let's try to move on. We're 45 minutes oh, already. probably texted you, too. No, no, it was Topa. Oh, hello, um, Topa. I'm sorry, I'm geeking out. I'm gonna talk a lot about all of these movies. Well, we have two more to talk about. Well, we don't we have to... Score. Score. Yeah. What's your score? Uh, I drew it. Oh, man. So, no, I score it you first. You score it time. first. Uh, oh, wait, we said Chris Pine was the... So, villain, so villain stuff, directing stuff, lens stuff is gonna drag it down just a, a smidge for me. Uh, I'm giving it a nine. I'm also giving it a nine. nine. I thought you were gonna go ten. No, I was thinking of giving it a so... ten. I'm such a geek for it, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I think if there weren't as many lens flares, I would have given it a ten. Can I get a point a off for lens flare? At least I have five points that take a point off. You're like <laughs> too much lens flare. Nine. You nine. Just, just came all over this movie's face, and then you're I just really like, do love it though. Maybe I should have given it a 10. Too I think late. I want to give it a card. 10. Nope. Can you change no, it to a 10? No, too late. It's, it's, once it's written on this card, I have very little space. You're done. You can write a whole new fucking card. What the fuck are you talking no, about? No, no, we no. have 575 index cards. Get up and count them right now. Okay. Star Trek in the Darkness was promoted very heavily. A lot of... I mean, this movie was... Very, very popular. Can you turn your phone off? I just did. Very, How very... rude. <laughs> I hate you so much. Very popular. Very, not surprising, but there'd been a lot of Star Trek movies. The same thing happened that the original one did. They started off huge hits, really popular, and they kind of make less and less money or get like lower in contact. But eventually, like, the original one, I think it's called, like, the Undiscovered Country or Discovered Planet or something, where, like, they're on Earth for, like, saving whales or some shit. But, like, it's really funny. It's supposed to be great, you know? Sure. That's kind of how I feel, like, Beyond probably is treated. Um, so, at this point, Abrams had kind of had a perfect record, almost, you know? Like, he hadn't... 
really done anything that anybody could poo-poo or complain about. Mm-hmm. So everyone's going to this. You got Benedict Cumberbatch, who was like the hot guy at the time because of Sherlock and whatever the fuck else he had going on at the time sure. that I'm not remembering at the moment. Yeah, but we can talk about that. That's a different podcast. Yeah, and then this movie happens, and it's like, uh-huh. Okay, g- cool. So the first one was a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness that, that's good. is that's an 84 good. Uh-huh. on Rotten Tomatoes. And Star Trek Beyond, I'll tell you right now, was a 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is the weakest of the three, according to the critics as well. And for me, it's easily the weakest one. Yeah. It's just not fun. It's very heavy. It's just not it fun. It starts heavy. It ends heavy. It's got heavy in the middle. Um, it's just trying to teach a moral lesson and, and, and really show, because a lot of also what the television show, I went down a deep rabbit hole, I think, I don't know if oh you boy. could tell. Um, a lot of what the show also did was set up moral and ethical choices and decisions, right? Um, and I think that even from the very beginning of this movie when they're trying to save the planet, Right, by but not being seen by yeah. I like the opening beings and visually stuff. great. Right, it's great. Telegraphs the ending completely right out of the gate, and it's like, well, that fucking sucks. Because <laughs> you you know exactly what's happening the rest of this movie. Right, but from that very first scene. Right, but but it's also really important to show that you know what would have been what what decision would have been made right to save these people in this planet. Or to let the bomb, or to, to let the vol, or to let them see the ship, right? And like completely change their primitive behaviors mm-hmm. and everything like that, right? So it kind of takes that and it talks about it through the whole movie, right? Like the, those moral and ethical choices and decisions, right? Why are you yawning? Sorry. I, no, no, but no. That, but no, that's no, no, no. the I'm not, I'm not yawning at you. Thanks. You're 100% right. right. Like, like I'm yawning because I don't give a fuck in the way that they did it. <laughs> I know, but that, but again, it goes back to they were able to do stuff like this episodically. And it made sense. And it made sure. people fall in love with it and want to keep watching and all that kind of stuff. And here... It didn't work as well because you condensed, you know, whatever, however many seasons into into this. But um, I I like the opening was really cool. I liked it. Um, opening is good and it it looks very good. I, it's not as funny. Like it tries at moments it tries to be, and most of the comedy and the jokes fall flat in this yeah. one. So that's a big strike for me because of how good the first one was in that regard. Sure. And balancing it. And then, of course, later on the third one, doing the same thing, that hurts it. Um, going back to the Abrams point I made, all of the mystery, none of it builds to anything substantial or important feeling or worthwhile at all. Like, none of the con shit, don't care. I, I, I was not enamored with con. All the... And I, the big old, it's a big old skip for me of him kind of being standing away mysterious and the guy for his daughter like blowing right. up the plant. And would like, you have done that for Jillian? Of course, absolutely I would have. But, don't mean I want to see it in my Star Trek movie. Right. You know, it's just, it's just. But I, I think that they were, I yeah, I think that you're right. Like, they went around the wrong way to show what he can do and what lengths he's willing to go to, I guess, for it. And I didn't know who this new commander was. Where the fuck is Tyler Perry? What happened? Who's this other guy who was in charge? Oh, he's the LVP Killing of our everybody. movie. Killing everybody. 
He was so bad. Peter Weller. So, do you know who Peter Weller is? No. So, that's RoboCop. That's the original RoboCop. You should have stayed a I believe he's cyborg. a former Academy Award nominee for something else. Well, or he might have been for, like, short films or something. Fuck that. He is offensively awful in this. And and also, like, the Federation's protocols are awful. I'm an operations person, if you haven't been able to tell on this. Like, what Jesus fucking protocol Christ. gathers all of the top guys and their first in commands into the same room with all of these windows, with yeah. no security. Even our and, dumbass country, like... And the, makes it well known. Even our dumbass country, if we have, like, a State of the Union, there's, like, the Secretary of Agriculture underground or something, right. just in case. No, they do. They separate them. Because you have to be able to fully function. You can't have all your captains and first officers somewhere where they can all be murdered at the same time, because then you have incompetent Bill Farrell now going to be captain of the Enterprise. Um, oh no, he's gone. He's back. He's uh, he's like a, a fucking waffle cook at like IHOP twenty one forty eight or something. Um, so Pine's still charismatic as fuck. Oh, Quinto's so on great. point. Amazing, amazing. Greenwood but is Greenwood is solid, solid, sad. Cry. You know, oh, it was really. They try to give uh, Zoe Saldana and Simon Pegg more to do. I love the sequence where Simon oh. Pegg's on the other ship and they're trying to. Like, I love that he's running back and forth. That's the Simon Pegg yeah. humor. Yeah, Simon Pegg's really good in this. He's really good in it. I um, really enjoyed watching him. But in there's this. just so many. I have so many just like glaring problems on this one. Um, like I said, just not as funny. Uh, it falls in line, like, every movie around this time for a good 10, 15 year period. Every movie has the villain, like, gets captured and, like, infiltrates, like, all the way back from the, the Joker and Skyfall and Avengers. Like, mm-hmm. they all fucking did it, so I don't know where this falls in on that cliche, but everything else surrounding it I don't like, so it's gonna hurt it already for me, <laughs> that, like, I just, I'm tired of it in the first place. Okay. Um, the gratuitous Alice Eve scene, which is very famous, of just... Unnecessary. You don't have Bill Lawrence working on this, um, to even that out, because when that stuff would happen on Scrubs, that's why you would have the Todd in a banana hammock all the time. Every time you need a scantily clad woman, you got the Todd in a bikini. <laughs> you know, it's fair, it's even. Give everybody something they want to see. Um, I, I already wrote Peter Weller down as MVP, because I think it's pretty basic, that he, pretty rudimentary that he is because it's what his performance is he's not threatening it's not surprising he's just monotone and bad benedict cumberbatch is also not good in this he's not he's miscasted i don't don't like benedict cumberbatch he's a former mvp on the show from not a great movie tinker taylor soldier spy oh Uh, i don't mm. i think he's okay i just think that nobody understands him like, I think, I think it got close, like, kind of, I, I, Doctor Strange is probably my least favorite, one of my least favorite Marvel movies, but I like the Doctor Strange we saw in Infinity War, that kind of felt comfortable and felt a little bit more uh, three-dimensional. Okay. I think the problem is that Benedict Cumberbatch gets a lot of two-dimensional characters. But, but isn't it the job of an actor to take a two-dimensional character and make him three-dimensional? If if not if that's what he's told to do, you know what I mean. Uh, if you think of Ricardo Montalban as Khan, number one didn't give him a fake chest. It's already a strike for me. Uh, but he's not chewing scenery. I mean, he didn't have. I mean, he has Pine and Quinto to go off of. Yeah. But Montalban had 
Shatner, I'm like, like fucking going for it. I have Quinto as possibly the MVP of this movie. He Possibly. I'm, I was going to discuss it with you. But I think that the Khan cheesiness when the role reverse, because in Wrath of Khan, Spock dies instead of uh, uh, Kirk. Kirk. And this one, they, of course, if you're going to do Khan, you have to do that moment. It's so cheesy and you're so bad at doing it, it may cost him the MVP with me. <laughs> but again, I don't know. That could be a directing thing. I don't know. I, I think that's the problem with Cumberbatch in this. It's just he's yawn. You yeah. know? And that's, again, that's the villain problem in this. But this is also just the story of it all. Like, okay, so he's some genetic... Uh, super rebel, soldier, super Captain soldier, America, Chris Evans. he still Evans. wants to sell, save his people who are in these torpedoes. So they want to kill him with those. And then they get the, off the torpedoes really, really quickly and easily out of nowhere... In the midst of that chaotic scene. Bones is really... He's got steady hands. How many torpedoes were there? 73. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of movement. I don't care how steady your hands are. You can't get 73 full-body people out of those fucking careful torpedoes as quickly as they did. Bullshit. Um, it's just a big-ass movie of sacrifice. It's yeah. more so how I kind of got the, the theme of it. But none of it feels like earned. It all feels forced. Um, okay. It, it has snippets. Like it has, I like Spock's speech that almost to me counteracts uh, the, the bad con when they're when him and Yahura and um, thank God that was on the back of the box. Hmm. Um, and Kirk are like going to the Klingon planet, and you know he's explaining why. He was the way he was. Like, I think he's really good in that. I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. This, the dialogue the two of them have, kind of like finally realizing their relationship uh, before Kirk dies. That's really good. Like, that stuff around it. The ending is good. Kind of seeing everything kind of come together and see, seeing them be rewarded for their five years. But then there's just so much around it that are just that is just... Everything leading up to was just kind of, eh. The final fight! This is This guy was unstoppable for 120 minutes. And now... Spock and Yahura take him down? Like, yeah. what? Like, I don't know. I'm sure he was weakened from a ship crashing, but yeah, it all just felt very disappointed. I remember being disappointed the first time I saw it. Okay. And I, th- I, I could see, I could see that, that adjective being used, you know, disappointed, uh, being used to describe this and how you feel with it. Um, okay. Also, so as, as I talk about how good that Spock and Kurt scene is, it's disappointing while still being good because the emotional weight of it, you only got to see these. This is the second time you've got to see them and you still haven't seen their relationship. When you see it in Wrath of Khan, that's like 20 years of those two guys doing that right, together. Right, right. You honestly think that it's over because you don't know the third one's going to be the search for Spock. I still don't remember how that works out. But like, that shit is, it hits you. Yeah. Like, they do an incredible job at that. And this one you don't have the time to do it. Not, no knock on the performers. It's just... they should. Like, I think in spite of that, they still did a really good job of building that relationship. and, and Which reminds me of the Spock and Spock scene in this is pointless and just a way to get Nimoy in it. I'm glad they do because it would end up being his last performance. Yeah, I, I liked that scene. But it's 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 just wholly unnecessary. Um, we didn't shout that out in the first movie. Yeah. That Spock and Spock scene at the end of the first oh, Star Trek. Oh, so good. Or even talk about Nimoy in the first one. Yeah, Nimoy in the first one was was great. I liked the Spock and Spock in the first one when he's like, you let him believe that there would be, like, 
like the universe would end. He's like, no, he just assumed that. I didn't yeah. correct it. I didn't him. know that. Like, seen the difference between the two. Yeah, I mean, and like the, just the whole everything on the ice planet. Uh, the first really one is really good. Really, really good. Um, but yeah, and this one I like Spock and Spock together. I like seeing that because it's so short. And he just, is it, trying it to be. He is trying to be Nimoy, but he's also doing his own thing with it, um, which I, you know you can kind of see. The further we get into this trilogy, um, yeah, yeah. Zachary Quint- uh, Quinto's um, evolution, if you will. I liked when they were flying through space. I liked that. When they were getting into the other ship and like his thing cracks. Oh, like the tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah the tense. Say, it's, like it's Star Trek. They're always flying in space. What are you <laughs> no, talking space is about? flying around the ship. That's the whole point. Um, oh, my God. <clears throat> Who's your MVP of the movie? Um, I, hmm, I don't know. I really liked, I really liked Simon Pegg in this movie. I thought he brought a lot of heart to it. Um, I think it has to be one of the mains. I wrote down Quinto and Pine. Yeah. When I was talking about Pegg later on, I, 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 you could make a case for it, I think, but, um. I don't think he does enough. Yeah, I don't think he does enough. I think... I just love him, though. I like his, like, one day I've been off this ship. One bloody day. And, like, that whole thing is falling apart. I'm still inclined to go with Zachary Quinto in this one. Mm -hmm. Despite what I said about the con thing later on. I think he does enough settling into his role. Chris Pine is still Chris Pine. Chris Pine is still great great and still charismatic as fuck. Um, But he gets a little bogged down as well. With the with dealing with Khan so much that he doesn't get to be, mm-hmm. you know, the guy. So let's go with Quinto here. Okay. Let's make sure they each get one, and then we'll hammer it out on the third one. Even okay. though I have a couple other candidates for the third one. Um, somebody else I did not like. Oh, we already made Peter Well the LVP. He's going to be a big candidate come December for worst LVP. Oh man, it was bad. He's so bad. I mean, Just you're not no. you're not RoboCop anymore. Like I like even when it was like he's like unemotional was Robocop with Alice Eve like when she's like oh I'm your daughter like and she would like start getting emotional and crying that was great and he was like flat like well, what are you doing on that ship <laughs> just like that like just like that like what are you doing over there not anymore and like being you know how pissed I'd be if my daughter if Jillian ends up being on another spaceship that I didn't know about ooh child <laughs> grounded on Earth. Uh, Alice Eve was also on my LVP list because, again, not her fault. I just don't think they do a good job of writing female they, characters. They didn't do a good job of writing her. I think in some of these emotional scenes, she did a good job of yeah. emoting and acting. But she was... Five minutes later, she's finding that her dad's neck just got snapped yeah. like a like, watermelon. Right, whatever. Um, you do you, girl. But, yeah. If it wasn't for Weller, I think Cumberbatch would be a big candidate. Yeah. I didn't... And everyone like really liked his performance, but I get I think people just get into the hype of some people. They don't sit and really look at I'm what not they're a big watching. Fan watching. of him, so. Um, what else on Into Darkness? I think that that's it. Let me make sure go through my notes. Make sure I hit everything. I think that did hit the Beastie Boys. I'm almost positive it was body moving because that's what he's in the bed with the two girls at the beginning. Would you ever have sex with a girl with a tail? <laughs> Oh, they're going to say a, a girl that was green. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with all colors. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, didn't you want to date that girl? Cause... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's going to piss so many people off. They have no idea what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, would I date somebody with a DM tail? me. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. 
As long as it doesn't interfere with anything else I got going on. No, I'm sure like it adds to it. I mean, this is gonna get gross and way too specific. Like, if I'm on top of a girl and I'm fucking her and she has a tail, my fear is that I don't know if it's gonna curl up and like like rub in between my butt cheeks. You know what I mean? Or like if I'm doing her from behind. Cool. What, what am I doing with that tail? <laughs> this is gonna be in my face. That's you, weird. What are you scoring this? We're getting the semantics of tail fucking. Then. No. Um. I wish I could live in this universe. Like, I would do so Would you so fuck a dude well. with a tail? Sure. I mean, that's Fuck like, a dude, I don't yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I wish I could live in this universe, to be honest. Like, in... I'm I would good. do so well. <laughs> good. I feel like I, like, would do so well in that setting. Like, being in, on, like, the Enterprise or... I don't need to. Something. I have no desire. I would. Unless, like, I know, I do. like, the planet is dying. That I have no... Can I keep my ass on Earth? I'm meant no. to be here for a reason. I would love to go into space and just... I think that's why I love stuff like this, because I just think it would be amazing to experience and do, and then I can fuck somebody with a tail. It'd be, like, the cherry on top. Watch your... Uh, watch your no, I scored first, right? Yeah, you score first. Going a six. A six? Giving it a six. Oh, wow. You really didn't like it. I mean, it's it's not... It's mediocre, but it isn't. Like, misgiving the side. I can still say it's a background noise movie. Sure. I have no problems, but like, if I it's on, if it's on, there really would not have to be something else on for me to put it I on. I think that there's a cast, because the cast is so good in this. I'm giving it a seven and a half, because I, I did not like it anywhere near as much as the first one. I think it was still good. Um, there are problems, like we talked about. I mean, I wish that. I bought more into the villain, especially because what they were doing was supposed to be something that's very sympathetic, and I didn't sympathize. And I think that that's what makes a good villain, right? We've talked about that with, like, other movies that we've done, like, that have had compelling villains, um, and I, I just didn't or just buy have some, into that. Or just have some true menace with it. like Yeah, like, like, I wasn't scared. Oh, he could beat everybody up. Cool. Why am I into it then? Well, but also there was so mu- there was so much like leading up to it was like, oh, is he actually okay? Like, who's the real villain? And he ends up being fine. It was just a waste of time. Yeah. Like there yeah. was like it was just like just some non menace to it, you know? Yeah. Star Trek Beyond, the final one. Uh, we didn't actually did not. This is the first time we'd seen this one. Um, yeah. You were pregnant when this movie came out. If I I'm was. not mistaken. And we just didn't have the time. Yeah, we just and we just missed it. We like missed it was hard it. for you to sit in a movie for two hours at that well, point. Because I pee every five seconds. Yep, and, and you were and you were large with a, a child inside of you. Thanks um, for clarifying that. I really appreciate it, man. Um, so this was the first time that we saw it. I was stoked. I was super excited to watch it. A lot of people it. liked it. I was very excited to watch it. I was like, let's see if this keeps up with the other ones. It's three years later. Um, I really like that Star Trek mug. I really would like one of those Star Trek mugs. Please get me one of those Star Trek mugs. See if we get rid of another mug then. I drink a lot of coffee. Not, not that much. I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I mean, I loved this movie. I really loved it. You loved it? I loved it. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was I very good. I loved it. I really loved it. I loved the voiceover in the beginning. Throwback felt old school. Really loved the Loved, loved the first, it. The first... T- 15 minutes. Yeah, talk about personal sacrifices and you see the families. You Might see have been my favorite Loved stretch it. besides any... My favorite stretch of not the first movie. Yeah, I, I really loved it. It has such the a throwback The first scene there immediately was funnier than anything that happened in Into the Darkness. 
with the little monsters and I like the relic it. and stuff. Yes. Felt like something I'd see from the show a good homage. And then like, yes. you, like to your point, exactly right. Just, Going right into oh, like the star dates and the monotony of it. Like that's the stuff that interests me. And what's something you should tackle in the third movie is like, yeah. okay, they've been doing this for four years now. Right. And ne- what, like, then what? Right? Yeah. What's next? What comes next? And then, I really loved it. And then they focus a little bit on the dad part of it. Like, it was his, his birthday, so it's the day his dad died, and he was wondering, like, how his dad handled right. this kind now of stuff. Right, now he's older than his dad, and, and I was like, man. In this universe, too, because we also have to remember, mm-hmm. that's something that, that I, you wanted to talk about the fourth movie. Well, what I was saying was, I'm glad, so there was going to be a fourth movie. This movie underperformed at the box office, ended up losing like 50-some million dollars so internationally. So upset with that, I don't know why. Well, it was just because of the second one. The second one rubbed people the wrong way, and naturally, enough people didn't watch it, even though this one got great reviews. Justin Lin, I think, is a better action director. Yeah, because of those to... Fast and the Furious movies. But he also, I think he understands, like, the camaraderie and the like. Abrams doesn't get... Abrams got lucky on the first well, yeah, one. yeah, because it's not the fam. Because everybody... Because everybody... Justin Lin knows how to film the fam, man. Quarter mile of time. A Fast and Furious podcast <laughs> on the Arcade Audio Network starting very soon. Um, can we watch them? No, I'm not stepping on Rich and Nick's shit. No, can we watch them and then... <laughs> we're going to eventually, but I'm not going to do it this year. If we draw it out of the box today, that's the only way we're going to do it. Um, but... Where's the box? It's right in my feet. Um, but yeah... It's, like, he has a better understanding of, you know, doing that. Oh, I just realized him and John Cho making movies together after Better Luck Tomorrow. That's yeah. That's cool. That's dope. Um, and I like the shout-outs and the homage to the original. Like, Loved it. Like, Sulu being kind of like an homage to George Takai, even though Takai didn't like it, apparently. That's well, like, no, because Sulu... Make up your mind, Takai. Well, um, okay, so Takai is an actor, and in real life he's gay. Sure. But the, the, the character he portrayed, uh-huh. Sulu, was not. But they did that as a way to, like, like introduce that. And normally I would be kind of mm, on this kind of stuff because I feel so, a lot of times it is unnecessary. But to this, to me, it was a nice homage and a nice way to not hamber it over the heads right. a lot I of think times. It, it is. I think it did it's a... not LeFou in right. Beauty and the Fucking okay. Beast, you know what I mean? I think that that's fair. So for him to kind of be like, well, you know, Sula wasn't like, dude, they're, they're trying to, you know, do, do something cool mm-hmm. for you. Don't, you know, don't be a, a fucking dick about it. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I thought that was, but then the picture also at the end. So ambassador Spock dies in this one and you know, uh, the Spock is like having to deal with it, his own mortality. Again, I like them delving into those themes a little bit more than they did anything else. And so at the end, when he he gets the picture and it's the only time you see any of the other original original characters, well, cause you figure... Uh, Scotty and Bones are both dead, and Nemo is that the, the uh, Nimoy, not Nemo. Nemo, Nimoy is that at this point. Shatner uh, just wouldn't do it. S- they Sulu, uh, Takai. I think Nichelle Nichols was still alive. Mm-hmm. Man, it's been an hour and ten minutes. I'm so sorry. Going, oh my, <laughs> hadn't done it yet. My um, George Takai. Um, and who am I missing? That's it, right? So it's the three. And then and th- there's there's the a three and f- oh, and I think the guy that plays Chekhov is is also dead. yeah. Um, so I think it was like a three and three split basically between them. But, but to those, see that original, like that was a really cool moment, you know. So it does that a uh, really good. So what I was happy about was to get back to it again. The fourth one was announced, in despite this performance, and they were going to bring Hemsworth in. Mm-hmm. They were going to have it be about. And it was going to be about him and Pine having to do like like. Them going through a, uh, something, 
and then finding his dad still right. alive because in of all that alternative in universe. The universe and then doing it. And I was like, sure, I'd love to see Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth make panties burst nationwide. Oh, man. I would have bought my midnight ticket. But, all the midnight tickets. But I'm glad that didn't happen because because the stuff they did in this one. It makes the Kirk character in this universe who it is. I don't need to see that. Right. It's it, unnecessary yes. and it undoes so much. It does. It like it would have been like the Toy Story four, and mm-hmm. undone, undone all the character builds of over yep. three movies of creating this iconic character and making his decisions and everything he does based off of this one event that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, completely erasing it, which Absolutely. is what we discussed when we did Toy Story, how we felt Toy Story 4 kind of undid a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that fourth Star Trek movie in this universe, having it be that, I don't think it would have... Agreed. I, I don't think it would have been been yeah. um, good for that. Um, I, I thought that there was a lot more humor in this one. I really liked it. and In I general, tell, it has a better spirit. Has a better spirit, I think, because I mean, we've talked about Simon Pegg and his writing um, mm-hmm. on this show before. Because we're, I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan. I love Simon Pegg. Yeah. Um, I think I'm so glad that he had um, something to do. But you could tell he also had something to do because when he writes, he writes a lot. He writes really big roles for himself. Yeah, he um, had more to do in this. He one. He had more to do in this one, which you know I think it was nice. He had more to do. Chekhov had more to do. So, like, these characters who we kind of got to know but didn't really, like, they weren't, like, the main characters. Like I mentioned, it's the typical sequelitis of splitting yes. them up and seeing characters. But I thought that The biggest did... victim in this whole series is really Zoe Saldana because she's fantastic. But you know what? And she gets nothing to do. Cool. I think she's fine. Cool. She's in Star Trek. She's in Avatar. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. She'll live. Keep getting them checks, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. She's in, like, the three biggest franchises. Yeah. Ever. No. Ever. Avatar? It's one movie. Chill. We haven't got Avatar 2 yet. 2, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, that's cute. <laughs> um, Guardians, which is slash MCU, right? Yeah. Okay. And then Star Trek. Don't, Star Trek. Star Trek probably doesn't crack the top 20 in terms of like franchises All ever. All right, fine. You know in the mean? last 10 but, years. Okay, fair. Fair, 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 fair. Um, but... So it, it gets into that. I think my pro- my main problem with this one, so the spirit is better, it's a lot more vibrant, while Justin Lin, I think, is a better action movie director, and the, the action pieces and that look better and feel better. I think the writing behind them, it, they were just generally more uninteresting to me, and they were longer. So, like, the Enterprise going down, that's, like, a 10, 15-minute... I thought that was so beautiful, though. I thought that was a great scene. I think a lot of the stuff that made up that, like, my interest was meandering through some of those big pieces. Just, uh, maybe it's also because it was the third movie, and I was kind of wearing on it a little bit. Sure. But I just didn't feel that was a moment. To me, to you, great. To me, it didn't feel like a moment. I feel like, how many times have I seen this shit fucking get hurt and explode. Like, I've already seen this sort of thing happen. How many new enterprises do we really have to go through? So, yeah, like that, that was... Okay. It, it was big, but only in scope. Okay. I wasn't feeling it. The same thing later on with the rescue. It was good, and then everyone's back together, and they gotta get this other ship up and working, but then, you know... Again, I, the, the core plot of it, surrounding it, and the lack of menace and villainy that I felt... 
hurt. So I'm gonna say it here. Let's start it. The LVP of this movie is Idris Elba. Man, Idris Elba's had a rough couple years, man. I'm on the record right now as saying this. I think Idris Elba is the most overrated actor in the world. Whoa. And maybe I'm just not seeing him in the right things. I haven't Whoa. seen Beast of No Nation. I haven't seen Luther. I haven't seen The Wire. Yeah, but, those are arguably his greatest sure, performances. But You've seen him Pacific see, Rim and this and see, Cats. Me, so okay, wait a second. But you mean to tell me that he Based can't? Off of, you mean to tell me that he can't bring it? He can If he's a good actor, he should be the best parts of these shitty movies. McCavity wasn't the best part of Cats. No, Ian McKellen was the best part of Cats. We'll get there at the end of the year. They may have scrapped the 4K release. <laughs> I'm hopeful it actually gets released at all. If Cats doesn't get released on Blu-ray, that might actually be the saddest moment of of my life. I'll um, have a fucking party. But. He's always doing these parts. He's been a villain in a lot. And it's just not worthwhile. The villains are the worst part of the Star Trek movies. So, yes, I so think each that we've time, established We've established that. that. And he's covered under this pound of makeup. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that. And it, the vi- It's all bad. Everything about the villain in this is all bad. I liked him as Hamdahl. But, see, I don't. That could have been anybody. Give that to fucking, um, who the fuck could I give that to that would have been so much better? Give that to, I was going to say Chadwick Boseman or Michael B. Jordan, but they're, but you know what I mean? Like, something like that. <coughs> they would have been better and more. Yeah, man, I, I should And of think... course he has to be visible so you know who he is at the end, because you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell but who his, it was. But his speech patterns and like his choices, like he feels like he's spitting all of his words half the damn time. <laughs> I know I didn't like I didn't like that. I feel like they could have given a different speech pattern that would have made it easier it's, to understand him and easier for him to communicate. And it's no surprise. Like as soon as they introduce, like, oh, this ship, like you know, oh, that's gonna be that cat. Then they asked about mm-hmm. his his speech of spitting and his weird looking face when yeah. he's like starting to like come down off of. Did they explain why they they turned into those things? Did I miss that part? Um, I think it was, um, just because of the planet, uh... I thought the way they could turn those people into those. Huh? Right? What? Like, that stuff was no, ambiguous. No, this isn't, this isn't, like, aliens. Like, this isn't... But what were they hanging up and, like, they were the, just torturing them? He was sucking them? their life force oh, and their power. Whatever. It just didn't hit for me at all. It's kind of like the Stranger Things. Like and the... he, yeah, and he was part of the reason why. A big part of the reason why. So Idris Elba, you're the LVP. Yeah. Three Star Trek movies. So you're in agreement with me? Yeah, I didn't like him. Um, And the only other, like, the newcomer that had something to do was um, the girl who played Jayla. And I really I thought she did a really good... She's on my MVP list. Her speech patterns and how she... I mean, she was... French. She was a, a, a big breath of fresh air. In she this. she she did I think a really good job, uh, and, and I don't think it's the writing because it's the decision that you make on how you present that. Yes, yes, it is. You know, I think that she. To did your a point good earlier, job. Simon Pegg gives himself more to do when he's writing it, and he gives him the new fresh character. But she also like it could have been very easy for that to be kind of like a little robotic and not having her awkwardness around people. Hit, but she had all those hits: Montgomery Scotty, 
uh, James T, like that kind of I stuff. Like and like that. her, even just her body language. When she's kind of lounging around, even at the end, like getting drunk, like doing whatever, she made the most of her, her reps. Eater's Elba was just howling and growling and frowling and sowling, whatever the fuck he just chose to do. Well, um, you're a jellical cat. <laughs> well, hey, hold on. He's not a jellical cat anymore. You got kicked fucking out. Were well, you paying attention to cats? No. I'm going to make sure I'm going to clockwork orange you when we watch this in our house later on in the year. Um, Please don't. The core plot to Sophia it. Sophia Boutella. Who, unfortunately, like followed this up with the mummy. <laughs> so, again, a bad decision making. I'm fine with her being the MVP. Oh, she was in Hotel Artemis. Cool. We, I wanted to see that. It's upstairs. Um, Who would you name MVP? I have four people written down. I have her written down. I, she she did a good job. I really loved Carl Urban. I have Carl Urban written down. I loved him in this. Just all of his... I mean, I think he does a, such a good job throughout the series of like his one-liners and being very self-deprecating mm-hmm. and deprecating to Kirk Whatever. and Spock and everybody... I just, I think that they did a Let's really... Let's go with Carl Urban. I think that they did such a good job putting him and um, Zachary Quinto together. I think that they play off each other super, they're the most part super of They're the best well. part of the movie. Best part. I think that they did such a great job. Pine in this one is still very good and very charismatic. But, it, but this is about him kind of stepping back, right? Like, that's part of this movie, right? Yeah. He was trying to step down and step away. Yeah. And, and so, so... So he's I a little bit more reserved. Much he's more a little bit more He's a little bit more mature. Yes. And then this movie, like we said, the spirit of it is better and closer to the first one, and yeah. nothing shines brighter than the Simon Pegg and Jalen scene, Jayla scenes, and then mm-hmm. the Bones and Spock stuff. Right. And, and I the, also really liked Sulu, the best fucking pilot in the fucking galaxy. Yeah, I liked Sulu's his line. Dope. I liked his line, like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. can you fly this? He's like, are you kidding? Remind me, there's that part from the second one where uh, uh, Carl Urban... Uh, Love Carl like, Urban. Like, he, um, he questions uh, Kirk about Sulu delivering that message. And then Sulu just sits in that chair like a fucking boss, like, do not test me. And yeah. Bones is like, remind me never to piss you off. Right, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, and... I just thought it was really good. But yeah, let's go with Carl Urban for the third one. So that way all three of them kind of get a little bit of a shine. Yeah, because I think that the Pine three of them... Easily, I mean, all three of them could have been multi-times You could have gone back and forth. But if I really think about it, I wrote him down last. And what's, what sold it for me was when um, they sent him out with Spock. And he's just like throwing quips out. And they're all hitting. They're all funny. It it livens the movie up, and it that's what ultimately makes it better. In the second one, is because it does have a really it has a really good rapport and a really good feeling. Yeah, I just think that it really yeah. I so agree. let's let's go this with him because he's a big reason why. Even though this cast was split up, I still think that they that this mm-hmm. was still a great cast, mm-hmm. like an ensemble together. And um, part of the reason why he did the movie because he had kind of expanded part because he wasn't originally going to do it. He he said no, and Justin Lin talked him into doing it. And when he read the script and was like, "Look, we kind of need you in this one because we right. have like you have a lot to do." Yeah. Well, so I think he was a bigger star. Not that he wasn't already a star, but this was after Dread. Not that Dread was a big hit, but Dread was a critically acclaimed. <laughs> Dread was critically acclaimed. Dread was written by the guy oh. that did Ex Machina. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's up there. We'll I'm, get to I it. know it's up there. I just um sure okay. But yeah, Urban's profile was kind of increased by this point. Um. So yeah, so he's he's vital to this. Um, and we t- we didn't talk about like what Zachary Quinto's been in. Like he was in a TV show before this. Yeah, he was, I mean, he hasn't you know what I mean? Else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like this is like his defining role. But yeah. Um, oh, I, I didn't realize that Carl Urban was 
<clears throat> in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. I mean, he was already... I didn't realize that it's the same person. Yeah. But now that I see that, I'm like, Remember, oh my God. He was... He was um, he's in Hercules. He was He was in Thor Zena. Ragnarok. Oh my as, God. I forget that yeah. character's name. I know. He was in Thor Ragnarok, but I didn't know he was... Yeah, Urban's Omer. in a lot of stuff and he's good and, and everything. The... And then we, we started to watch uh, The Boys. We're two episodes in. <laughs> And we just gotten stuck doing fucking everything else. Yeah. Um, but, um, we'll oh, get to it. Wow. Like, we're going to get the stacks. I'm and... really excited for this. So, yeah. So, he's he's dope. Oh, wow. Uh, I love him. This is first MVPs for all three of these guys, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I based believe on so. That. And first LVPs um, for... Yeah. Um, we have, have we had done anything else with Idris? Was Idris MVP for Pacific Rim, maybe? LVP for Pacific Rim. No, no, no. He's not the LVP. Oh, no, no, no. Um, what's his face? Charlie Hahn. Charlie Hunnam was... Hunnam was LVP. Yeah. Oh, I think, think... Idris... No. no. Uh, Kyoto. Kyo... Kyoto? Rinko Kakuchi? Kakuku. Kakuchi. How do you say her name? No, I think actually we did Rinko Kakuchi. Rinko Kakuchi. I think we, I think we played off on that Ringo one. Rinko Star. I think we went with... Um, yeah, he's never been MVP before. Yeah, who um, was it? I think it was Clifton Collins, who was in the who? first... Uh, he was a bit part in Pacific, we just, I didn't like Pacific Rim, so I pushed. I liked Pacific Rim. I know we're gonna have to do the second one here. In oh, a couple I can't months. wait! Wrap it up. For our wrap it up series. Uh, um, that's cool. I also liked the main message of this movie that Spock delivered. I just really, I think also these movies did such a great job of having these like lines, like these one liners, mm -hmm. just be like such hard hitters and really just give you perspective and change it when he's like. Um, you know, fear of death is illogical. Fear of death is what keeps us alive. Yeah. Like, I just thought that that was so beautiful. The scene where he's like basically so great. hallucinating and yeah. like in that cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, and like he kind of like laughs at something. Boat says, Boat just kind of look at him. They're, yeah, those scenes yeah. are really good. I think that uh, another just... LVP can I didn't get to. It's obviously Idris Elba, but I never like uh, Shore Agadashalu. Um, she's like the, the new admiral or whoever the fuck, like the the woman. Oh, I didn't like end. that SVU episode she was in either. She's always very. I didn't like that stunted and forced. Yeah, when she was like a lesbian who was in love with the girl, and so she killed her. Sorry for that SVU spoiler, there, guys. We saw she was good in House of Sand and Fog. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But she, that's the only thing I've ever liked her in. So if it wasn't for Idris Elba's fucking demon, whatever. Oh, can we talk about how sad you were at first when we thought that little thing was dead? And I was so Keenzer. happy. Keenzer! I was so sad when I thought Keenzer died. Catherine Keener and uh, uh, Keenzy fused together. I thought, I was so sad when Keenzer, when I thought he was dead. But I was so happy when he was alive. And so was Scotty. That's his best friend. That says a lot about him. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't be fair. All my friends are pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> All you... You're the Montgomery Scotty of your friends. Nah, no, nah, you're nah, not. I'm Nick Frost. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's the um? Who 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 would be who? From Star Trek. Yeah, from Star Trek. Ay, fuck. Um, hmm. Let me think about this. Tope would definitely be Kirk. No. It's the most charismatic. Hey, come on. Come on. I'm Kirk. <laughs> no. I'm the reason we're all here, let's be fair. Okay. I was going to make Tobe Sulu. Uh, <laughs> for his own benefit. <laughs> but I think Tobe would be a good driver. You know, he could step up and do it. Rich as Spock. Um, uh, Augie's Bones. 
Wins Chekhov. <laughs> and I'm Keenzer. And you're Keenzer. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alright, anything else on Star Trek Beyond? No. Uh, yeah, so this is... So this I really is liked it. it. I thought it was a really good I ending believe, to the trilogy. I believe they are still signed on for a fourth one, but at this point... Um, only well, only Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, and it was like an optional fourth movie if well, they were... so here's the thing we have to remember. There is a potentially another Star Trek movie down the pike, but it's a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. I'm all for He's it. Been work- I, I have no idea. But I would want him to have the, this cast. Well, that's why the thing about the Chris Pine thing interests me so much. I was like, man, maybe he's maybe, like, maybe he's going to work gonna with him. Happen. That would be amazing because Chris Pine does deserve a lot more Chris than Pine I think he Chris Pine rattling off some Tarantino dialogue would be pretty fucking Oh my sick. God, that'd be really cool. So, well, who knows Working what happens, opposite but for now, Samuel L. And, we oh do have uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. It's, the original. We, we debated... About what to do here. So uh, here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to put Rathacon at the end right now of our Wrap It Up series. I think so because... And tackle it. It would be next year when we get to it. Technically, it's a different universe. Right. But that's because I mean, of the nature of these movies. But if we're splitting hairs movies. with that, we've done both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. That means we would have to do the Avengers movies because they're in them. You know what I mean? Like, well, but technically... Whoa, wait a second. You want to talk about splitting hairs? I've said that we've had to watch all the MCU. They happen in the same universe. That's not how we started this. But that, but that should be how it all is. All these movies happen in the same universe. Pulp Fiction, uh, the Tarantino movies happen in the same universe. The Pixar movies happen in the same universe. We should watch them all together. No. It's different. It's different. There's certain layers. But there I'm willing to. I'm willing to. Characters can appear. If, if uh, fucking Richard Belzer... Was in a movie as John Munch. I'm not watching 600 episodes of Homicide and SVU. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, characters can exist Fine. in other things Fair. and stand on their own. But I'm willing Asterisk. to add Rathacon to the end of our Wrap It Up series. I think we should. It's going to go into 2021 already at this point because we started behind and we have we have more than 12 movies to do. Or 12 episodes well, we'll to do see. at this we point. So we'll put this at the very end. Can. I'll add it to my list and we'll, we'll tackle it next year. Uh, let's score Beyond. What is your... Oh, I scored first for Beyond. Um, better than the second one. Not as good as the first one. Um, I am going to go with a seven and a half. I'm giving it an eight and a half. Eight and a half, so it settles at a... So only a half point worse than... Yeah, I really liked this mm-hmm. one. I thought it was a really good ending. Because they didn't know if they were going to do a fourth movie. I thought that it wrapped a lot of things up really well. Um... So I just really loved it. I, I, I just love the overall arc from the first movie to this movie of the characters, their growth, the spotlight changes and stuff. I just really enjoyed it. First one ended at a 9. Second one ended at a 6.75. Third one ended at an 8. I think that that's really fair. All fair. So, let's reach into the box. Samantha, did your turn? It's been a while. Let me reach into the box here. Um, of course, next week we have Mamma Mia. After that, we're going to have Frozen 2 and our... Uh, oh, no, oh, yeah. So our next two episodes are going to be starting our Wrap It Up series we've been talking about. Going back and watching the sequels. And don't look at that yet. The sequels and things uh, that we've done in the podcast that have had either sequels or installments we didn't have at the time up to that point. So Mamma Mia and Frozen 2. We still have the movie we should have watched, Cruel Intentions, coming up very soon. Your last nominated movie, Billy Madison, coming up soon. And I can officially announce on this episode here, if you go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio, our final trivia episode has hit. Why is it final? Because 
I have won the trivia challenge. Way to spoil it. Now why they have to go listen to it? Well, go listen to it because... You're the glory. It's I'm... an ass whooping. But it's still a very good episode and it's a lot of good stuff there. So still listen to it. I have selected to watch the film Whiplash. I was very nice and kind and not, didn't pick something stupid or bad on purpose. I just really wanted to watch Whiplash. We were talking about it as one of the best movies of the decade recently. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So we have all of those coming down the pike. So this is going to join that. I just want it to be one movie, something easy and simple to watch. Because the last two things we've drawn were Star Trek and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so right. to make it simple. You don't know what it is. I do know what it is, but I thought that we had already done this on the Well, maybe show. we have. The Wackness? No, we have not done The Wackness. I think it was maybe nominated before, but I am a big fan of The Wackness. Oh, I'm very excited for this. We have never done this. it. I'm very excited as it well. It is one movie, but it's not going to be an easy one to watch. Why? Because we can't watch it for the next three weeks because your mom will be here. I'm not watching this movie with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this is going to be a while. Okay, good. Uh, just listen to everything I just said we have to watch. I know, but I didn't Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of The Wackness. The first movie of... Um, Jonathan Levine, who ended up doing uh, the, no, he didn't do Spider-Man, but he did 500 Days of Summer and 50-50, that Jonathan Levine? Warm Bodies? Make sure I'm correct. I don't know why you're asking me. I, I don't know why I'm asking you. You have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Who? Uh, Levine. Levine, Levine, whatever. You know who I'm talking about. I do. Well, no, we saw this movie together. I did. I saw this movie in theaters twice, actually, because I went and saw it with Rich first. Of course. And it was like... Story of my life. You really like it? Story of my life. He did 50-50. He did The Wackness. <sighs> he did Warm Bodies. He did... Oh, he did Rush? Really? He did that, uh... No, it can't be the same one. Yeah, it's a different one. <laughs> Never mind. He did Long Shot. Yeah. I'm excited, though, for this cast, too. Good. Oh, man. Not really. So it'll be coming up. Kinda. <laughs> it'll be coming up oh, here. Oh, man. We've talked about every single person in this cast, I think, at least once on this show. Uh, no. I don't think we've... Uh, a couple of them. We probably have not. Okay, well, we've but, talked about half this cast. Yeah, we'll get show. there. So that's coming up here in many weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like I just mentioned, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Trivia series may be up, but that means the stack series is coming very, very soon. Uh, Facebook.com slash Married with Movies, at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married with movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want. Drop it there. What else? That's it. Thanks for geeking out with me. You're welcome. Watching that trilogy. Thanks I really... for letting everybody know how it fucks somebody with a tail. You're the one who said it. I just asked a question. You could have said no. But, yeah, and lied. I'm going <laughs> to. You could have saved face. Sure. Very true. Oh man, that'd be it'd be so difficult. Yeah, but I would really have loved to like just like work on the spaceship and like just be in that environment. You'd be a red shirt. Ohura was a red shirt. Yeah, then she is not. Yeah, no, they are. Not all the red shirts die. Most of them. No, do. they have the most on screen deaths, but it doesn't mean that most of them die. What would you do? I would. I don't know. Well, I'm really good at like the linguistics. Like he can understand a lot of languages, but I can't speak you can't them. Speak it, yeah. So that that's tough. Just I would probably work to, in. No, I would probably work you in have like to translate the, the back pilot, of movie boxes. The pilot, or I'd work in like engineering. Probably, I'd probably work in engineering. I'd be keenzer. 
You are cancer. I would. I would work in engineering. I'd be able to do all those things. <laughs> work with the engines. <laughs> well, no, because it's a spaceship. I mean, I'd be way more confident. It still has an engine. I know. I'm saying I'd be way more confident than half the people that are existing right now on the Enterprise. I would be in charge of something because I'm a natural born leader. I would be the captain. And the show. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing off for Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Ain't no women leading in space. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.